0: Welcome back to another episode of Force Proximity. We're a husband-wife team that reads romance books and watches romance movies. I'm romance reader Jonathan, and with me is my wife, romance writer Megan. This week we have our first ever action romance.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I Dracula kind of was.
1: Dracula is not action. Kind a little bit. No,
0: but. This is a straight up explosion.
1: Dracula is kind of action the way like any movie with an action sequence is kind fine. of
0: action. Well, I'm saying Dracula is the closest thing we've ever
1: had. I guess so, yeah.
0: And this movie is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Did I say that yet?
1: No. Okay. But that's 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 a fine intro. Um, We are going to do this movie right after Do You Want to Start a Scandal? Yeah. And we just forgot. <laughs> and then I was reminded about this movie because the Faded Mates podcast was talking about they had their interstitial on spy and assassin romance books. And, of course, you have to talk about Miss Mr. Holmes. and Mrs. Smith, yeah. even though it's a romance movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I was reminded. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that. So,
0: <laughs> And it worked out because we we're supposed to have our...
1: Book episode with our, our special guest.
0: Our book episode with our special guest. That's a... What is... She's a...
1: Pleasure-based sex educator.
0: There you go. She had to push back a week. So mm-hmm. it worked out great for us to do this. And I wouldn't have finished a book anyway. So now I get to finish that book, yeah, um Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Let me read uh something from i m d b here about it, just so we have some backstory. if something if you've never seen it, it's from what two thousand and five, so, uh,
1: this is a movie, and I know we'll we'll get to the stand the test of time if you haven't watched it, just watch it,
0: yeah. All right, John and Jane Smith are a normal married couple living a normal life in a normal suburb, working normal jobs. Well, if you call secretly being assassins normal, but neither Jane nor John knows about their spouse's secret until they surprise to find each other as targets. But on their quest to kill each other, they learn a lot more about each other than they ever did in five or six years of marriage.
1: (laughs) Because they can't remember how long they've been married. No, he
0: can't remember how long they've been married.
1: Well, we don't know which one is correct.
0: That's true. She
1: might be wrong. She says it's six. He says it's five. We don't know who's right.
0: (laughs) I think we're to assume that she is. Yeah. (laughs) Once you get, I mean, we'll be married 10 years in a couple of months. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta figure past that. It's like kind of hard to remember. It's a long time.
1: I think I will always remember the amount of years we've been married because it's like yes, another one in the belt, and it's like a source of pride. I forget the date we got married though, because there's 11s and 12s in there, and I don't remember it's what easy, order.
0: Because it's 11, 12, 11.
1: But I don't, I don't remember. Like I'm like, is it 12, 11, 12? Is it 12, 11, 12? Like which one i don't know i don't i'm not great with numbers well you know numbers just don't stick in my head you
0: know we didn't get married in december i know
1: (laughs) but i i never remember if it's if it's november 11th or november 12th ah
0: yeah i remember the whoever it was at the the place where you have a reception yeah (laughs) like oh too bad 11 11 11's on a friday
1: but we're and not one of those people. We and are not. We didn't pick eleven, twelve, eleven 11 because it sounded cute. Like, we're not that person. No. We are not. Like, I have such disdain for people who... We have one <laughs> kid. dates on how cute they sound.
0: If we had multiple, we on purpose would not pick the first same letter. Oh, God, the no. The same first letter of their name. If you do that, cool for you. That's just not us.
1: Not us. Cute. Cute and... Being cute as a family is not on my radar. No. Obviously, I think that goes with my brand.
0: And it's okay if you are.
1: Yeah, it's just not our brand. Yeah. Um, I I do want to say... What? That my cousin, who just had twins, their baby's names are Kevin and Nicholas. Like... So unmatchy. Yeah. I love it. Good for you. And congratulations on your baby, Tisha and Jimmy.
0: If you're listening to this.
1: Which you're not. But, (laughs) (laughs) no,
0: I said it. (laughs) All right. So you want to get right into the questions? I think our dialogue is going to come from these questions. Yeah.
1: Basically, all you have to know is um, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are... Married to each other and also rival assassins. Yes, that the uh, the end. Yeah, it's <laughs> hijinks and there's Sue.
0: Not much more to it than that, except for as they're trying to murder each other. Yeah, they. It's kind of the therapy they needed because they actually do love each other.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love this movie. I am just I just pulled up some reviews and critics like. Hated this. Why? They hated this movie so much.
0: You and know what, I though? I feel
1: like, looking back, this is a way better movie than anyone expected this to I be. I
0: never go by critics. I only go, like on Rotten Tomatoes, I only go by fan scores.
1: I go by critics. I, but, th- I blend both. Because cr- I think there's some great entertaining pieces, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, who are just so great at entertaining here's here's why
0: i can't go with critics i'm sorry okay you you could
1: let me finish all right go anyway i think some movies are such great entertainment okay it's like it's like this thing that i say in romance like okay or any any genre of a book like you take a book you review it within its own genre Okay. Like, you re- you're you not going to pair, um, you're not going to pair Do You Want to Start a Scandal, the romance by Tessa Dare, with Moby Dick. Like, the- obviously, Do You Want to Start a Scandal is not going to hold up against, like, some of the great Hemingways, or The Color Purple, or... Any of like the like literature books, you you review it in its own in its own genre. And I feel the same is true for. Uh, I, well, anyway, so like a four star book would not be equivalent to a four star piece of literature. Like they're two different rating systems. You 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 rate them differently. I feel like critics don't understand that when it comes to movies. And you can rate something on its entertainment value with a little bit like good entertaining. That's way different than just like a money making piece. Like you can tell when a director has put a little bit more effort into it or or they're just so good at pacing. Doug Lyman, like this movie is so good because of probably the editor. And I don't know the editor's name. But Doug Liman will just he's the director. His pacing is just brilliant. And I think this is like, this is a movie you need to see if you're going to plot a book. Because you need to like, this is how your book should read. It should be this fast. Every, th- every scene should be this entertaining.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, the movie does get, it gets right into it.
1: And not and only you, that, they don't hold jokes out for too long. No. They don't... Like, no scene is is a hair a hair's width too long. So you could say that's what worked for you. Well, it is. Um, there's a lot of things that work for me. But, um, yeah, I don't understand why critics can't be like, okay, this is not art. Nobody's saying this is art. This is not your, like, Swedish art film. It's not going to stand up to, like, Hitchcock or, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know, like any of the great films in the American film canon, but it's still really entertaining. And if you look back on the great films of American film canon, yeah, a lot of those are fluffy entertaining pieces too. We just look back on them fonder, old. right? Like it happened one night is on the America's best like films list from AFI it's it's okay i don't really think it's any better than any of the other like late 30s romantic comedies but there's like one scene that was shocking so they put it on a list of canon well i mean what about what about like every scene in mr and mrs smith like what about whether like 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 they're like beating each other up and then it leads to sex. Like that's pretty shocking. I would think that's just as shocking as like Claudette Colbert showing her knee. <laughs> so I think, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think critics missed the, miss the call on this. Like they should have rated it based on its entertainment value. This film is like the best you're going to get
0: yeah well and here's here's why i don't trust critics okay i know that in order to gain access Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll be fluffy when they shouldn't be who critics
1: what do you mean gain access like gain
0: access to whatever they need to get into in the industry Maybe they want to get... If they don't always want to be a critic and they want to veer off and do something else.
1: I I think critic is the height of what you want to be.
0: Here's why I say this. Okay. So, super side note has nothing to do with this movie. Netflix hired Kevin Smith to remake Mm He-Man. And he told all of us fans who loved He-Man when we were a kid... I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to build on it. You're going to love it. And then we watched it. He messed with it. And he rewrote it into something it's not. And then blamed us for like holding him to it essentially. Hmm. And critics loved it. Fans hated it. Critics loved it because they wanted to gain access to Netflix and all this shit. Mm Mm-hmm and we they, everyone knows it sucked. <laughs> like when you get a 20% score on the fan thing but the critics love it, something's wrong there. Yeah. And I don't trust critics.
1: I think there are good critics. Um I'm not I'm not going to say all of them are good, and there's I mean, it's this is not a sport. Filmmaking is definitely very subjective. And you're going to find an outlier critic who loves like Transformers and hates 1962 Ben-Hur but you you're going to um yeah and you're going to have your uh, I don't know I keep thinking of that when Daphne that episode of Frasier when like it's the one when Daphne and Niles finally get together spoiler yeah.
0: That's not a spoiler <laughs> if you don't know that by now you don't deserve to know it Unless you're,
1: unless you're young, one of my favorite long game romances. <laughs>
0: unless unless you're like in your early twenties, that's different.
1: Yeah, fuck friends. You need to be watching Frasier. All yes. you all you Y two Kers out there, friends who sucks. Are,
0: yeah, It's unwatchable.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. The jokes
0: are bad. The dynamic is weird. The apartments are ridiculous.
1: Yeah, you need to hit on Watch Frasier. Frasier. It's so much better. Anyway, um, but anyway, so, so it's when, like, Daphne and Niles are finally, like, going at it and, like, naming things that they really don't love about the other yes. person. And she, and, uh, and she says, oh, he, he. He asks, she she makes some insinuation. He's like, are you saying I'm a snob? And she said, you would eat a worm if I give it a French name. (laughs) And that's what what I think about critics. Yes. I mean, you have to, there's always going to be that when it comes to critics. Like, just, you know, create some hoity-toity piece of shit and they will eat it up.
0: And they're not always wrong. I'm not going to say always. That's stupid.
1: Of course, they're not always wrong. There's a lot of trash movies. But
0: when there's a huge disparity. Yeah. Like it's 80 from the critics and a 20 from the fans. I don't buy the critics are off on that one. Like you're looking at too much like art and you're you're not appreciating the fan. And you should you should side with us sometimes.
1: I agree. I agree. I think they need to rate an entertainment piece that's good based on its entertainment value. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, it was, it was a cool direction to go and would have worked if it was a standalone yeah. as far as He-Man goes. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm, like, talking about He-Man on this, but, <laughs> but just an example. It's like, yeah, it was good. You did a good job, but you lied and you let all of these people down. And for that, it's garbage I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that yeah like your work was good I don't know that that
1: is a critique of the piece though so I don't think that isn't I think that you can say you can mention that in your review like hey I'm not basing my rating on this you can you should be I think as a critic you need to put that aside I yeah, and I and I'm gonna say I'm gonna bring this back to books too because I know like I guess Kirkus reviewed Helen Huang's new book, The Heart Principle, It's yeah. coming out in August, later o- August thirty first, um, and I guess there was some like something shocking in the review, and Helen Huang had to apologize because. It's not funny. What? Which is ridiculous. Yeah, they rated the book based on like, oh, this isn't funny. And so she had to come back and she's like, well, wait a minute. I didn't write a rom-com. Like, so don't review it as such. <laughs> but anyway, it, it it led to her having to like to apologize to Kirkus about not. <laughs> Writing the book and when she didn't ever say, I'm writing rom-coms. She writes romance. And that, and...
0: that aggravates me even more because Helen Huang <laughs> has never told people this is what I'm writing and then wrote something else and then had to apologize for the thing she said she wasn't doing. Like, right. she was up front and said, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Well, and it's said, not
1: her fault what it's marketed as.
0: You said you're not doing this and you didn't do it. And we're mad. Now, Kevin Smith, that piece of shit, <laughs> said, oh, I'm not doing this. And then did do this. And then the and then got mad him. at us yeah. for calling him a piece of shit for yeah. lying to us. Yeah. And it's not the first time he's done it. So after, I don't know, what's the last possible thing that's okay?
1: What's the last possible that thing? That he's done.
0: Oh, oh, oh. He's like, all of his new work is total garbage.
1: I don't know. Clerks Two is the last movie I saw. I, th-
0: I think that's the last acceptable one.
1: And I don't know how acceptable it is today. I mean, it,
0: it didn't need a part two.
1: Well, I saw part two before I saw part one, and I thought there was a lot of funny stuff in it. But I'm I'm not a huge Kevin Smith.
0: I fan. used to be. <laughs> but nah, yeah, whatever. Back to this movie
1: well wait. I was gonna say something I forgot what it was though um reviewers oh yeah reviewers mm, I'm not saying like I hate you because <laughs> <laughs> I don't but uh, reviewers I feel like the world needs a class on how to review <laughs> yeah because
0: from the ones I read I and agree. just
1: you know you read some review everybody thinks they're a critic but then you have some people who take that seriously and go like super overboard and like think they're gonna get like goodreads famous or whatever yeah um and then you've got then you've got some authors who <laughs> who like write straight up garbage and they have like ten thousand five star reviews because they've written some like vapid heroine who who everybody wants to to be their best friend. like That is not a review. It's not a review how much you want the heroine to be your BFF. Like, yeah. That does not a review make.
0: Review the damn book. But the problem with that is it affects your sales.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't personally care about that. I am like so far removed from what marketing what matters in marketing because I write weird books that I expect no one to like and no one to buy. That's like, that's my thing. I'm just like, I get really mad for the people who are trying to create, create a living on their writing. Not that I'm not trying, like, I mean, it would be great, but I'm not compromising what I want to write at the expense of that. So anyway, but, yeah, reviewers. And so you have, like, this whole gamut from, like, the reviewers who, like, oh, this is my BFF. And, and, uh, I don't know, the hero had such a big dick, I'm giving this book a five star. <laughs> you have that, and then you have, Mr. and Mrs. Smith sucks, because those people are just too hot. <laughs> 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 unattainable body types <laughs>
0: even though there's two humans who have them <laughs> those are two walking breathing humans that have those bodies but they're unattainable
1: yeah okay so yes with that being said I uh, I don't know I don't like that the critics pan this and I'm looking at the reasons why and it's it's because, you know, assassins are evil people and and I will say there's that scene in the beginning where like before they know each other are rival assassins mm-hmm. when like he's coming home from work and he's putting his wedding ring back on. Yeah. And we're like we're we're supposed to be led to believe that he's cheating because well, and there's and lipstick the on the collar. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, which was not lipstick.
1: And then we find out that he's actually a murderer. And it's like, oh, thank God he's not cheating. <laughs> so. I love that. Adultery
0: is worse than murder.
1: Yes. And this is what the Fated Mates crew was saying, too. Like, why is it that anything is acceptable except for cheating? And I'm like, listening to this, like, I don't know, but that's the way it should be. <laughs>
0: it is though. Like, I don't know if it, that's the way it should be in a
1: book. Oh, now I just read. I just read a book that was not a. It was a thriller, and it was like giving me real romance vibes. And then at the end, there's a twist that I didn't like, and there is something worse than cheating. What is it? Well, I. I don't know if I. Okay, so. Uh, All right, quick. Well, okay. So there's this like there's this woman who's who's like a final girl, like like in a horror movie. Okay, she's the final girl, and she lives. Yeah, like all of her cabin mates are slaughtered in the woods.
0: Yes, as you do.
1: (laughs) And she runs to this like she's running out of the woods, and like the cop is waiting for her, and she runs into his arms, and he shoots the bad guy behind her. Yes. She's running away from the bad guy. So. <clears throat> um, so then throughout this life, she grows. This is, it happens 10 years ago and she's dealt with it. She has a baking blog and she's kind of become a normal person. So at the end like the twist is like this cop has always kind of been there for her just like like lurking in the background like making sure she's okay like he he's always very professional he doesn't he's like the only hug they've ever had is like that one time when she ran into his arms after she was like mm-hmm. being chased by the bad guy and I was like oh, it's obvious the whole book like she needs to be with this guy he's so good <laughs> and he's such a gentleman and he like it's obvious he loves her and he's just like biding was he the his time yes <laughs> he's the sl- he's like so who did psycho he kill? killer he killed everybody
0: but who did he shoot he was- killed
1: this guy that escaped from the asylum oh that was <laughs> uh yeah yeah The whole time you think this Joe Hannon is the bad guy and he's like, and they're telling the story. And the the woman forgot. So she has like selective, not selective amnesia, but like repressed memory syndrome is what they call it. So she like blacked out and doesn't remember anything. She remembers like sleeping with the bad guy. And it's like her first time. And he's this stranger that came to the cabin and he was really, really nice and especially nice to her. And then... But she had a boyfriend and uh, anyway, so she ends up sleeping with the like the Johan and the the bad guy mm-hmm. that she has always just assumed slaughtered all of her friends, <laughs> like murdered with a knife. Like and he's this like little guy. And There's... all of her friends are like these big dudes and, and he like killed them all with a knife.
0: Yeah. One of those guys is going to not die.
1: Yeah. Um. So, but she never thought about it because, like, he was chasing her through the woods and he got shot and then it was over. And then she had these repressed memories. And, and then someone starts, like, this crazy, this other final girl comes to her. And then it turns out she's not a final girl anyway. Um, so she starts remembering more. Mm. The final girl, like the other final girl who's not a final girl, brings her to the cabin and makes her remember and she texts Coop, the the cop who was actually the murderer. (laughs) Come kill this (laughs) girl. (laughs) And yeah. And it's uh All right. When they finally they finally get their sex scene, it's like, yes, all is right in the world. And then and -hmm. then he like writes her a note like I'm ashamed of what I did, I'm leaving. It's like oh, man, this is not a romance. Uh, I forgot I'm reading Not a Romance. And then when she goes, the next scene is like her her non, her frenemy, like dragging her to the cabin after she's drugged. Like she thinks her friend's gonna kill her. So she texts Coop. Coop shows up, shoots her friend. And it's like, after the memories start to come back because she's in this cabin. So does
0: he ever kill her?
1: He tries. (laughs) So So, yeah, it turns out that in this case like which would actually be the case as opposed to a romance movie or book um yeah being a psycho knife killer is worse than cheating (sighs) that's kind of cheating though why
0: because he's someone different than you thought he was gonna be yeah cheating
1: really is about the betrayal
0: yeah he led yeah. you on to not be the murderer, and he was totally the murderer. And
1: he was her only safe person for ten. That's years. super cheating.
0: <laughs> That's worse than an affair. No, it's the same thing, except no, this is worse because he's trying to murder you. Okay, I promise this episode is about Mister and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> this well, it
1: welcome- all goes together.
0: Well, welcome to conversations in our house because <laughs> this is how they go. So you're getting, you're getting a conversation between megan and i that this is how they normally go Mm -hmm. yeah we talk about one thing and then megan has read a book about something that's like the one thing (laughs) because she reads like three books a week
1: that's like not even a lot compared to most people
0: i read three books a month yeah maybe yeah all right so what worked for me was just michael bay probably had nothing to do with this movie but doug
1: lyman Doug Lyman is director. His there you fairy. go. He's this...
0: All the action. It was so good. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn is a sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, what didn't work for me? I don't know. I'm not going to get nitpicky. Nothing. I'm just going to leave that one alone. What didn't work for you?
1: Nothing. Nothing didn't work for me. Yeah, this was a good one. I mean, I don't know how they actually got out of the end. I'm sure they did not kill every single assassin in both of their companies. No. But, I yeah, that's... They
0: probably killed enough to where they came to an agreement. Like, if you keep killing our people, Mm -hmm. we're going to not have a company. So, we'll let you go.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I love... What worked for me was, like...
0: What also worked for me? Yeah. Like, when they were fist fighting... Yeah. She never overpowered him. Like anytime she got the upper hand, she used some kind of leverage or some kind of physics. Right. To to get the upper hand. Yeah. Which I appreciate because there's no way Angelina, all 98 pounds of Angelina, Jolie, is going to ever overpower 220 pounds of Brad Pitt or however much he weighs.
1: Probably like 165. Okay. (laughs) That's still like...
0: A seventy pound.
1: Right. No, I know. Um, no, she knows how to fight. Yeah. And I think Angelina. If it was anybody but Angelina, it wouldn't have worked. Like well, because she's Warcraft. She, I don't even. I think <laughs> ju- because she is Angelina Jolie, and you cannot mess with her. Like she is like a crazy bitch. Yeah. In real life, and she's like the one beautiful psycho crazy bitch that actually worked well enough in this. Yeah. And not many people like she just seems to have no niceness in her. (laughs) I don't know. I know she adopted all those kids and I'm sure she's, I'm not sure she's a lovely person. I think she's not, she's very much not a lovely person in real life. And I feel like in today's day and age, like, I love that she... I love her. I love that she doesn't <laughs> try to... Isn't that she what is you like, like about Yes, her? she is my type of human being. Um, I've always loved her. And I think it's partly because she doesn't... Like, she knows she is the pinnacle of, like, beauty and coolness. And, like, intelligence. And, like, whatever she wants to do, she just does it. She doesn't have, like, a PR team come up with a way to do it. She's just like, hey... Um, I'm going to get this kid from Cambodia and raise it. (laughs) And I'm going to need to fly to Cambodia because I want him to be also raised in his culture of origin. So I'm going to get my pilot's license and my instrument rating and fly my own damn plane to Cambodia whenever we want. Like, that's really cool. That is cool. And I'm going to have my baby in Africa because they they do maternal health care better. And we want that better experience. Like, she's just really, she's a go-getter, but she's not trying to prove it. She just, like, does things and we know about it later from the she press. She does what she
0: wants and doesn't apologize for yes, it. Yes, yeah. I love
1: that. Um, And she doesn't try to be, like, this nicey-nicey person the way most other people do. Like, she doesn't do these exclusives about how she's a real person, Like, oh, come into my kitchen and we'll make grilled cheese together. (laughs) There's so many calories and I don't even care. (laughs) Like, there's none of
0: that. Are you talking to Reese Witherspoon right now?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about every other damn person. It's like they have to present themselves as this, like, oh, I'm not, like, a real celebrity. I'm a down-to-earth celebrity. Angelina Jolie. And perhaps Catherine Zeta-Jones; they are the last, like bastions of glamorous celebritydom. And both,
0: both are action stars. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Favorite part? Oh my gosh! I don't know what my favorite part of this is. I I'm. Mm. I have to go with the ones that make me laugh the most. Yeah. So any part with Vince Vaughn in it. <laughs> but to to not be cheap, the when <laughs> after they're at the da- at the dinner, like the gala, and they're racing home. Yeah. To kill each other first. Yeah. And she T-bones him right yeah. before he gets in the driveway was like
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I love that part and then
0: he can't pull the car into the driveway because she bent the shit out of the frame yeah and the chassis and axles are just done <laughs> <laughs> so he just leaves it in the middle of the sidewalk and the nosy ass annoying neighbor <laughs>
1: yeah
0: hey John I- hey Bill <laughs> he's just being super polite as he's trying to not get murdered by his wife while trying to murder her instead
1: right yeah I mean I love that dynamic I love that they include so much of the, um, like the bullshit neighborhoodness. Yeah. Like,
0: but he still kept it up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he, that same guy the next day, he had him come over and use them as a meat
1: shield.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill the accountant. There's tons of you. No one will miss you. I have a forty five and a shovel.
1: I doubt anyone would miss you. <laughs> um Yeah, my favorite part is the the fight scene when they're in their house. And I thought it would be so I didn't touch it. <laughs>
0: I thought you would like that part the best. I
1: do, I do love that part. Um because that's just sort of like home defense life goals. <laughs> I mean, guns just didn't like wrapped up in your, what a battleship game or whatever that (laughs) was. And like your, what is it? Your 12 gauge with slugs. Like, oh, I think the sound, there's another part. I love the sound of this movie because I really love the sound of gunfire in movies. Like I should have been in another life, like another life in this lifetime. I mean, not like in a. Okay, like if I had chosen a different life path, I would have been a Foley artist who did sound for movies. Like, yeah, not sound mixing, but like, like created the actual sound. The guy
0: with the sheet of metal that does the yes. thunder
1: and <laughs> yes. the celery
0: for cracking bones.
1: Yep, because I love noises and I love helicopters from far away when it goes, <laughs> and I love gunfire and um. Yeah, so I love the sound in the fight scene. There's another scene when they're like, "Oh, the car chase! I love that car chase." When
0: they're on the same team again.
1: When they're on the same team in again, in the van, in the van, that was and they're too. having an argument about all the lies that they've told <laughs> I each know other. Where you're
0: going on this one,
1: um, and then and they're just like fighting like a normal married couple, but it's it's kind of sweet because it's the first time they've done that. Yeah. And
0: Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts too, now that you mention it. Yeah. Cause when he said, I was married before, what's her name and social security numbers like, you're not gonna kill her. <laughs> <laughs> and she said he's she said, My parents died when I was five. I'm an orphan. He's like, Then who was at your wedding?
1: Paid actors. Paid actors.
0: I knew it, I knew I saw your dad on Fan I told you your dad was on Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. She goes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that, but there's a part where like the times like like it slows down and we just get a lot of bullet noises and like bullets making their mo- mi- are meeting their mark. Yeah, and like cars and it's I don't know it's really cool. It's really cool scene for noise. So uh, those are my favorite yeah. parts, like the fighting and like just just. I think the the fighting, it's not even about like the like the lead up to the sex. It's about like just blatant disregard for your home because wouldn't it be great <laughs> well, if... to just destroy your home and like, I... just to go crazy and just like blow up your home like.
0: If if you want to go like philosophical on it and read between the lines, mm-hmm. destroying that home was destroying the illusion of their previous fake marriage. Yeah, I think that and was now the point. They're moving on together to build something new
1: from the rubble.
0: Yes. Yeah. See, look, I'm getting good at this. Yeah. Favorite character,
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> They both, they're both my favorite. They're one how, character. I love how... No, I've, I I love how she is so serious all the time. And he... Yeah,
0: you, she She's the straight man to, she's, yeah. to his comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that too. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: almost shot you. You don't even know. Because <laughs> that, that was from... Wedding Crashers, where Will Ferrell's like, Ma, I just almost nunchucked you. You don't even know. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh How did they change to the story?
1: Well, they had to break each other down. Yeah. And...
0: The marriage got better.
1: <laughs> yeah. They had to strip away all the lies that they've been telling each other.
0: Um... I think she changed more. So I think he really did love her and was honest about that with himself.
1: And I think that's the only way this could have happened.
0: Yeah. And she loved him, but wasn't honest about it to herself. Yeah. And she had to change by opening opening up. up and say, I do love him. Yeah. Where it wasn't, you knew he loved her. Yeah. But was felt stuck in a rut. Because it Because he had like to
1: keep she, the secrets.
0: And it seemed like she didn't love him. He probably felt like that. Yeah. Right. Cause you can o- like you can only Be- put up a wall for so long until it bleeds in. Like right. you can't can't serve two masters. Yeah. So which one are you gonna serve? The one that like keeps your job and your life yeah. <laughs> safe or
1: and I think also there's a bit of I remember seeing Angelina Jolie on Inside the Actors Studio, and she was like taking this movie really seriously. And it's not an inter- it's not a great interview because of that because it just comes across as weird. But I remember her saying it's a metaphor for all marriage, and it really she's right. Like, like when you meet. Like what they meet in Bogota and it's like this just joyous like sex fest and like (laughs) it's just two hot people being hot together and there's just incredible chemistry and like and then there's like sweetness the morning after Mm -hmm. and that leads to probably more sex. And like by the time they get home, he's like proposing six weeks later or whatever. And then the next we meet them. It is just them in their daily boring lives. Yeah, and that's like not all marriages start as hot as theirs,
0: as exciting. Yeah, like fighting in a in a coup or a revolution, whatever they were fighting in. Yeah, I mean it's Colombia, so probably something to do with drugs.
1: Um, but at the same time, like we all get to the point where it's like, ugh. and they don't even have kids. No. Like it's just okay. You come home, dinners at seven. You eat this bland food. You do the same thing. Seems like they have
0: pot roast every night, or like roast beef every night.
1: Uh, well, I don't know what they're eating. He said you did something
0: different today. Like I added peas. (laughs) And oh, peas.
1: No, I think I think that was some. I think it was a different food. I think it was some kind of casserole. Oh, um. But yeah, and they needed to, They and they didn't need to shake up their marriage in the same way that most married couples don't need to shake up their marriage in order to prove it. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need to burn your marriage down to rubble, but you need to, but that was what Mr. and Mrs. Smith needed to do to get to the point of honesty. Because sometimes it just takes more for people. Yeah. Sometimes like you need to go farther because you don't trust or you don't like whatever whatever problems you have. You just you need to you need more as a human than like than what normalcy allows. Mm-hmm. And that was that's definitely true for them. But I think it it shows that like that honesty will improve a relationship. So I I like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought I was getting deep and you went deeper.
1: No. <laughs> no. It's the, not a competition. No. And... You
0: built on what I started.
1: Okay. Good.
0: I laid the foundation and you put the sconces.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
0: hey, the foundation doesn't sell the house.
1: <laughs> no. The secret rooms. I've do. seen
0: I've seen enough lover to list it. To know, oh, we have to pay for the foundation. Just don't, just pretend you didn't see it. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does this movie stand the test of time?
1: Yes. <laughs> I think it's getting better with age. <laughs> I mean, okay. Vince I'm Von's- glad you said something else. Yes. Vince Vaughn's uh, jokes don't. All stand the test of time. Why? With the ice cream thing? I don't remember that one. Oh, you're gonna have to tell it oh. verbatim. Uh, no. <laughs> well, he's talking to the waitress. Oh, and he's like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's like, uh, I don't a- like chocolate. I don't like vanilla. Mix them together, and like,
0: yeah. a that will stand the test of time because it was bad then. True. <laughs> bad it was a bad pickup line in 2005 yeah it's a bad pickup line now and it probably worked
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i i i think if a pickup line is bad enough yeah and you know it and you still use it it's a good icebreaker (sighs) but what do i know i've been married for 10 years I saw one guy.
1: I don't know because I've never had a pickup line used on me. So I. I don't know where I really have no. (laughs) I have no non-theoretical knowledge of that.
0: I saw one guy would go up to women and say, hey, did you go to Columbia or did you did did we graduate Columbia together or did you go to Columbia University? But he would just because he was in New York. Did you go to Columbia? No. Are you sure? And the, either they would say go away, or they would laugh, say, "Yeah, I'm sure," and it would like turn into something else.
1: That might work on me <laughs> because I'd be like, "Well, you obviously did." <laughs> and Columbia is a good school.
0: <laughs> and then, to and find it's out not like didn't. you can't be
1: like, you went, did you go to Harvard with me? Because that's obviously like, pff, no, get out of here. Yeah, Columbia is like. Not as... Even if you
0: said Harvard, but you didn't say... The with me wouldn't work. Because it's the impl- implication that you also went. Like that I also went to Harvard. Hey, did you right. go to Harvard? No. You sure? Because <laughs> you're thinking, well, he must have. I know. Like you just did. I know. But... I went to Florida State, the opposite of Harvard. Well,
1: as somebody who's not like physically attracted to people, I'm like mentally attracted to people. That like yeah, that would that would actually be a really good conversation opener for yeah, me. Yeah. See? Boom. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. Until and,
1: I was like pissed that And I so and so wasn't
0: smart. I'd imagine well it doesn't mean he's not smart.
1: Mm. Yeah, but there's certain kinds of smart. Auto mechanic is not the smart that I like. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with you as an auto mechanic, but people have their types, and that's not mine. Yeah,
0: but okay. You go on a coffee date. It's what did you study in school? Yeah, it tells you. And then by the tenth date, you like him. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you went at this point, because if you're if you're on that far of a dating thing. You like the person. Like I didn't go to Harvard. I just said that to break the ice. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't care.
1: Me personally?
0: You would not care. I'm telling you, you wouldn't care.
1: I would be real disappointed. And then <laughs> and then I would be like, Oh, I strung him along this far. And it would be rude of me to break up with him because he's not as smart as I thought he was. That's no. what that's oh. what I would feel. And I would, no. feel, I would feel guilted into a relationship with him. He,
0: but doesn't mean he's not as smart. We watch that whole college scandal thing. It's, those schools are not any better than any other school. They just have prestige. Mm. So that is you being an elitist.
1: I am an elitist. I totally, I am absolutely an elitist. I will always be an elitist. Well, I didn't
0: go to Ivy League school.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
0: Neither did you.
1: I know. I'm real sorry about that. I regret that.
0: Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) I'm proud of where I went to school.
1: (laughs) I like where you went to school. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I am not attracted to, like, people physically. Like, you know how there's like this, like spectrum of like demisexual and like sapiosexual. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm a sapiosexual. I don't know what that means. Like, I'm attracted to smartness. I'm not attracted to physicalness. (laughs) That's why I don't don't have a physical type. I have a, you must be smart.
0: (laughs) So listeners are wondering, why did you marry him?
1: Because you are smart, you you're not like you're not as articulate as you are smart. Ah, I just messed up my mic.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not as articulate as I am smart.
1: Yeah, I, you are. You're, I, yeah, you're smarter than your articulation shows. Okay,
0: I would. A- say- as
1: am I, and I I recognize that in people because I can I write a lot smarter than I speak.
0: And uh, I guess my, I would say my strength of my intelligence goes into problem solving.
1: Yes. I agree.
0: And it's been very valuable. And it's not always something I can, once I figure out how to solve the problem, I can articulate it just fine. But normally it's something is physical. You like moving something or organizing something that doesn't really need an explanation.
1: Well, no, I think you're I think the way that you I don't know, this is really veering off topic now. We're but, done. Yeah, I know. But um yeah, no, I think I think it's more than that though, cuz I think you're interested in in theory. Yeah. And I like that. I appreciate that.
0: All right, before we get more off topic, we're going to end it there. Uh there's a behind the scenes of a day to day in our house <laughs> and how we talk to each other. <laughs> and how a typical conversation goes between the two of us. Next week we will have I our... don't think
1: that was really any different than any other episode.
0: No, this one was really off the rails compared to other ones.
1: Well, what a yeah, it's, it's fine. fine.
0: It was a what the hell we are we going to talk about with Mr. and Mrs. Smith? We that... knew that
1: was going to happen.
0: Yeah this is people like this i don't know if you don't like if you like it let us know in the review section after you give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, which you guys don't do so just
1: (laughs) yeah don't one star me because i'm not your best friend
0: yeah or we're mean we're not even mean we're from the we're from the 90s
1: i'm mean all right i'm okay about it
0: well we'll talk to you guys next week bye